Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in to the GC Live post-game show. South Carolina takes care of business in a big way tonight as they win their first game of regional play, taking care of Central Connecticut State 19-1. And this game was not a game uh, right from the jump. I mean, USC, certainly they had their uh, their hiccups early on, leaving some guys stranded on the bases, but eventually they were able to get the bats going. And in the middle of the game, they really just absolutely exploded to be able to win this one. Uh, four runs in the third inning. Of course, that fourth run, uh, the the fourth inning, the 11 runs, that's the one that everyone's going to be talking about. And they tacked on three more in the fifth. And honestly, they could have had two more runs. I mean, Frenchie was just about, what, five feet away from smacking another home run tonight, went to left field late in the game. But at the end of the day, you go on, you get the win, you move on, you have a game against nc state tomorrow and joining me is intern joe we have john gilreath former gamecock pitcher he's going to join us in a second just your overall thoughts though intern joe on the uh on the win tonight by usc i mean it was a massacre mike um the offense is back and better than ever um it was good to get mcgillis back in the lineup so many runs man it felt like that game took forever the offense again like i said was alive and well it seems like the offensive old central connecticut state was a good game to kind of get the regional moving a little bit um get your offense clicking before you hit you know nc state and campbell two really 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 good teams mike i was i was impressed i wasn't sure how this ball club was going to come out um obviously you're hosting after a you know, kind of a, a losing streak and, and just not playing like yourself. Um, but to come out and do what they did, it, it shows that, you know, they've rebounded. They've, they've got things back on track or at least somewhat headed in the right direction. Um, so those are my initial thoughts. Um, really, really big win for for the Gamecocks. And I'm going to be joining Johnny Gilreath into this conversation now, former Gamecock pitcher. John, I know we were talking about it before we hopped on. Um, just your overall thoughts, because there's a couple of things that I want to hit on in particular. We'll talk about Will Sanders getting in there tonight, but just your overall thoughts on seeing your former teammates go out there tonight and, and sending a message in a big way in the first game. It was fun to see it, man. I, I, I've been back to the stadium a few times uh, since the season started. It's been real fun to see the guys catch up with them. I ran into Noah Hall last week, um, but, you know, just a quality, quality outing by everybody tonight. Um, bats were there. Pitching was there. Um, fans were there. It was just an overall good Gamecock baseball postseason game. So let's just get into the ins and outs of it all. All right. I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat because this is one that I think some Gamecock fans were looking at towards the end of the game. And I'm starting to look ahead a little bit because at the end of the day, you go out there, you win big, right? But 
you're starting to look ahead now. You got NC State tomorrow. You know, Campbell's still in it. They're going to be pissed off after losing today. Sure. Will Sanders comes in. Will Sanders comes in, relieves Hicks, who just was absolutely phenomenal tonight. Um, looking at the uh, the line by James Hicks, five innings, one hit, six strikeouts. And then Will Sanders comes in, pitches an inning, only faced three batters, struck out two. But you were saying how important that is to be able to get Sanders into a game like this tonight. It's huge. Um, I know firsthand I've gone through injuries myself throughout my career. You can't just go back into a, a huge postseason game or even an SEC game um, and they're certainly not even going to put you in a midweek game without getting quality rehab work in. You can't just you can't go out there. And, and the thing is, Gamecock fans will say, hey, you know, if he were to go out cold turkey and not have the best performance, there, there would be controversy on why they put him in. Um, there, there is a, a reason to everything. And so I think it was huge that they put him in tonight. It's good for Willie. I love Willie. Um, good for him to, to do good tonight. And uh, I think it's going to be huge for him moving into the postseason because I think it's uh, – like I said, it's huge to get a rehab start or get a rehab uh, outing in, no matter who, who it's against, but uh, especially at a time like this. Saving the arms, though. Saving the arms tonight. You only use three pitchers. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to think that in the seventh inning, Central Connecticut State, they had already thrown 200 pitches. 200 pitches. That's not where you are. You're on the complete opposite side of that. To be able to have as fresh arms as they did. I, again, it's just one game. But to not be behind the eight ball, which we've seen teams do. We've seen it happen a couple times with South Carolina in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, cut out. Just how important is that being able to not have to use your bullpen as much as yeah. South Carolina didn't have to use it tonight? It's huge. Just And it could be the SEC tournament. It could be regular season. Anytime you can do that, it's huge. Like you said, James came out through a phenomenal game. Williamson came in. He pitched well and Willie, obviously. But three arms, I mean, going into this weekend – and the thing is, for 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 um, Central Connecticut, you know, having to make that comeback, if they were to, to try and make a comeback, they'd have to hold South Carolina with probably twice as many pitchers as they used. Um, so it's not a win-win. It's not a it's, it's just a lose for every or a, a lose for Central Connecticut and a win-win for South Carolina. Yeah, John, um, kind of talk me through Hicks's start tonight. What did you see from him um, for a guy that's been playing really well recently and to be able to kind of continue his, his, his good play into tonight's game? Talk me through his start and what you saw from him tonight. He's just a great guy, man. I, I loved Hicks when I played with him and uh, still do. It's good to see him back after a long rehab um, and being successful with it too. But I just liked his, his composure, his poise. Um, he's always a guy that pitches with aggressiveness. He's a guy that walks around like it's nobody's business. And, you know, you saw it tonight. It's his typical James Hicks, and I don't think you can expect anything less from him. And offensively, offensively, we, we, we've seen this team start off the season so hot, John. So hot. And I had to, I have to go back and look at this because I, I couldn't believe it when I actually tweeted it out. Before tonight, the last time South Carolina scored double-digit runs – was all the way back on April 20th against Florida. Think about that. April 20th. It only took until what? The fourth inning for them to be able to do that. They had 18 runs by the fifth inning. What can this do from a confidence standpoint? Because we hear all the cliches, but to be able to do that tonight on your home field, you're, you're hosting a regional. What can tonight do for this USC team heading into tomorrow? It does. It does numbers, Mike. It's one of those things that for your offense, it does. It does tremendous benefits because now everybody in the lineup that saw success 
and guys who necessarily or might not have had success tonight, they can still see that the, the trend for the offense is in the right direction. But I mean, going back to the beginning of the year, they had a lot of success. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have lineup changes. You're going to face adversity. I'm not surprised that they, they, they saw a little hump, but that's baseball. Every team, they're, they're all going to have to at some point. It's just how you respond. And it's a great time right now for them to be hitting like they are. Um, just a, a really good overall offensive uh, performance tonight from them. Yeah, John, I wanted to ask you, kind of looking ahead, um, who you think is going to start tomorrow and then depending on a win or loss, um, who would start Sunday? Uh, dude, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Um, playing playing at South Carolina, and this is not any, any disagreements with pitching coaches or anything like that, but sometimes when there would be times of question of who would start, because they wouldn't necessarily tell us, sometimes mm -hmm. the guy that got the start um, – with somebody, it wasn't necessarily because of how how well they had been doing. It could be a matchup thing. It could be um, just their confidence, like y'all mentioned earlier, is just super high. And and that guy, it's hard for him to lose in that situation, if that makes sense. So um, I really couldn't put a name on it. Um, Eli Jones, he, he threw earlier this week, did he not? Looks like Mahoney could be a guy tomorrow. Mahoney, yeah, Mahoney would be great. Um, I don't know. It's going to be NC State. It's a, you got to throw some of your best guys. It's a big, big, big team. Uh, we scrimmaged them a couple of years ago when the NCAA allowed that to happen for the non-conference, and um, they're a talented ball club. They obviously went to Omaha last year or, or two years ago, so um, not, it's a force to not be reckoned with. Absolutely. What's the, what's the mentality like as a pitcher, though, in the tournament, right? Because like you said, these guys might not know that they're going to go tomorrow because if they had lost today, that could have potentially changed the way the lineup could be for the next day in terms of who you have starting uh -huh. from just your experience. How quickly will a pitcher find out? Do they have an idea maybe that they could start, you know, tomorrow and sure. you know, what, what is, what is that like between now and tomorrow night's game? I would say, first of all, if you're a guy that wants to pitch, you, you need to be ready regardless. It's just somebody that if you get a text from coach Parker, or coach Kingston and says, Hey, you got the ball tomorrow, it should be a, I expected it, one of those things. And you're probably going to get that from everybody in that, in that, that locker room. Um, I, I found out last year's Clemson start the morning up. I walk in the locker room, I check the lineup to see who was, who was hitting that day, and I see my last name at the bottom of the lineup. <laughs> Coach Parker was in there, and he goes, hey, how'd you sleep? Pretty good. He goes, well, you're starting today. So – it can be like that, or it can be, you know, I find out, um, like my freshman year, I found out on the pregame show from Kingston that I was a candidate for that Sunday uh, Sunday start um, over Ridge Chapman. So, I mean, like sometimes you don't get direct player-coach uh, communication. You have to find out on social media. But um, I think in an NCAA tournament situation, those guys are probably just going to be ready. And, you know, anybody who goes out there tomorrow is going to have enough support to get the job done. Anything you got, intern Joe? What you got doing? Covered it. I mean, out of the bullpen, again, in this tournament setting, you're playing possibly more games than you signed up for. How do you kind of keep the mentality on a winning mindset when, when you might have to pitch multiple days back to back and, and stuff, and you might be tired going down the stretch here in this regional? It's a, it's a firefighter mindset. And I told somebody the night of the game, they asked me if I was ready to go in. I said, I'm, I'm always ready. But, um, it's a firefighter mentality. So I would tell people, you know, they call down on the phone and it could be, you got the next sitter. Um, so you have to find ways to, um, whether that be mental, which it always is, but also ways 
to be quick and to get ready. So um, for me, that was just a little bit of bands, a little bit of stretching and a uh, sip of monster energy or something like that. I say no advertisement, but um, you know, guys got their own things. I know you got to, got to get going shortly, John, but being able to win tonight, right. It's, it's, it's the obvious statement to say that if they win tomorrow, it's huge and all the pressure is off you and all that kind of stuff. But how big would it be? for this program to be able to win tomorrow? Because look, there's been a lot of things said about Mark Kingston going back to even last season. I know you had to deal with it when you were with the program and I know nothing is in stone, but at the same time too, players hear things, right? They hear different things. You know, if this team doesn't read supers, you know, what could that mean for Kingston's future to be able to go out there and win for this, for not just your coach, but your program, what could this do? to be able to get out of this regional for South Carolina when you're just looking at the program as a whole? It'd be a great opportunity because, I mean, we saw it in 2018 with the team that I played on. You had guys, Adam Hill, Jonah Bride. You got a lot of Cody Morris, professionals all over the place. And for us, it meant the world to be able to go out there and to play and and get that close to Omaha. And I know these guys in the locker room, they're going to finish this game tonight and they're going to put up, you know, put 20 runs up or however many it was. And it's going to be, let's go out there tomorrow and see if we can put up 40. And so they're going to always try and better themselves. They're always going to try and, and beat themselves, in a sense, to, to, to chase that success. And for them to get a win tomorrow against NC State, a proven team that won today um, in a pretty proven fashion, I would say, I think it would honestly give them the push, especially with the injuries they have going on right now. It would give them a really good push going in. Really good push. Well, Johnny, we'll let you get going, man. We appreciate you hopping on. Former Gamecock pitcher, John Gilreath. Maybe we'll have you hop on here if the Gamecocks make a deep run, and hopefully that will that will yeah. continue to be the case week after week for these next couple of weeks. Of course. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. All right, Johnny. Appreciate it. Gilly hopping on with us. And, you know, intern Joe, I thought some of the things that he said was it was interesting. You know, mentioning yeah. the fact of, you know, the the mindset that you have to have not just as a pitcher but as a player but especially as a pitcher not knowing like hey i could be the guy that's pitching tomorrow just that mentality right it's kind of like a a backup quarterback if you will obviously the sports it does not it's not true apples to apples by any means but you have to be ready you have to be ready to go and i think with south carolina's case tonight seeing sanders get out there and i thought that was another good point that he brought up you don't want Sanders to be thrown into a situation. I'm making this up. Um, you know, seventh inning tomorrow. Uh, it's a tight game. Three to two, South Carolina. Two two, whatever the case may be. And now he's just thrown back out there. You want to give him a quote unquote rehab start. And I thought it was important to be able to do that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that stuck out for me from Gilreath was the firefighter mentality, the always being ready at the moment's notice. I thought that was huge, and it's. If South Carolina wants to go deep in this tournament and, and make a push for Omaha, they're going to have to play like that. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, especially with this team being as banged up as it is. You never know if somebody could re-aggravate something, obviously knock on wood there. But it's just the firefighter mentality is what stuck out to me, because you, and especially in the tournament setting. Doesn't really matter how tired you are or whatnot. You got to be ready at the moment's notice to to step up and deliver. Um, and we saw that obviously tonight. Gamecocks jumping all over Central Connecticut State. But when you start to play better teams like an NC State, Campbell also a very very good team. If you watched foul balls on Monday, um, it's 
it's going to be a tough road still. I mean, they got to get through NC State, and then depending, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's going to be Campbell. Um, got to get through those two teams to, I mean, move on. The firefighter mentality just comes into play also, too, down the road. Because you're not, probably not going to be playing at Founders Park if you went out this weekend. No, but, you know, and, and again, and you're just worried about winning tomorrow. And yeah. certainly that momentum that you created tonight, and it wasn't just offensively. What they did from a pitching standpoint, absolutely outstanding. I, I mentioned that stat with Central Connecticut State, how they threw over 200 pitches, which is just absolutely incredible. I don't know the exact final tally. We'll see if we can get that final tally for you. But, um, I mean, you only used three, four pitchers tonight because um, McCurry came in after Williamson, and he pitched an inning. So you used four arms. Sanders, even McCreary, both of them didn't go too deep, right? Only an inning each. James Hicks, which I know he's your starter, but to be able to have him come in there, face just 16 batters through five innings. Think about that. 16 batters through five innings, only allowed one hit. He is, if you need him, if you need him on Sunday, he'll be available. I mean, that, that's what you're hoping for. You want to be able to set yourself up for having as many arms as healthy as you can on Sunday. And, I mean, this is something else that Gilreath and I were talking about, but in a sense, in a sense, not being able to go as deep in the SEC tournament, it allowed you to be able to get healthier, not just, you know, from a pitching standpoint, but in, in the arms being, you know, the big story right here, you were able to get these guys to be rested. And I mentioned the health. I mentioned the health. I know we talked a lot about pitching because obviously Gilreath was on. It's hard not to talk about the performance today by Will McGillis. I mean, this is what you were hoping for. I mean, you could not have scripted a better comeback from this young man. First appearance in months, and he comes back out there, goes two for three, gets on base his first at bat, and then he also smacked a home run. Three RBI performance. He also drew two walks. What a night, though, for Will McGillis. Yeah, huge to have him back in the lineup. I mean, was the heart and soul of this lineup when he was healthy. Um, to get him back, it's it's all that and more. Um, can't really understate how important he is. And to him, for him, obviously, to be playing like the Will McGillis of old, um, there's no doubt in South Carolina's mind that he is going to continue to play like the Will McGillis of old after that outing. Um, I think – it's just it's it's massive, Mike. We talked about it on Monday's show how important it was to get Wimmer back. I mean, Wimmer had a great game as well. The Moose, um, you were missing him due to the concussion protocol in the SEC tournament to get him back for. I mean, as as much as you needed, obviously you took him out because you want to give him a, give him a break. It's a lot. It would have been a lot to catch nine innings after you know being in concussion protocol. But I digress. Um, it's it's just big to get all those guys back and fully healthy and when the momentum in, in these bats is, is flowing, it's everything is good for South Carolina. Um, and like I said, Mike, it, it looks like the offensive old. And I'm just looking at some of the stats right here. 10 different guys had hits, 10 different guys had hits tonight. I mean, it's again, it's as cliche as it gets, but this is what you were hoping for. And I know the bats, it took them a little while right? I mean, they left a lot of runners in scoring position early on, but eventually South Carolina, they were able to figure it out. And they looked like the USC team that we saw from the beginning of the year. I mean, I mentioned before that before tonight, they hadn't scored double digit runs 
since April 20th. And when you go back to that point, when you go back to April 20th and you're looking at the schedule, that's when South Carolina was as hot as they were. I mean, I'm going down the list right now. Prior prior to uh, April 21st, right? April 21st, okay? That's the, again, April 20th, last time they scored double-digit runs. One, two, three, four, five, six. Only six losses. Only six losses. And then after that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You guys understand. You get the gist. Point being is, this is a team that they're going to have to be able, and they proved it during the regular season, but certainly when you get into the tournament, you have to be able to do it multiple ways. They have to be able to win close games as well. But this is a team that has power. This is a team that needs to generate their offense, especially with how the pitching has been as of late. That's just the reality of it. That's not to say that they can't come back and have a performance like they did tonight, but let's be honest with ourselves here. It's also Central Connecticut State. The competition's only going to get better tomorrow when they play NC State, a team who, let's not forget, this is a team that a couple years ago, they were, they, were, they were on the verge of playing in the College World Series championship game. If it hadn't been for the COVID protocols, they had, didn't have that opportunity to play Vanderbilt in that second game. It was a no contest. So you have some seniors on this team who are pretty pissed off, who feel like their season was robbed, their opportunity to play for a championship was robbed. And I know that was a couple years ago, but again, if you're a senior and anyone that's played sports before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You remember those moments, whether you were a freshman at the time, so whatever the case may be. So I, I say that because the competition, it's only going to get better tomorrow. I, I thought there were some things that NC State, and we'll talk about them a little bit um, soon, but there were some things they did today defensively that had me saying, hey, you got to bring your A game. It's not going to be as easy as it was tonight. But McGillis doing what he did, that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Ethan Petri, my goodness, uh, another big night for him. I mean, I mean, that was a moonshot. I don't know. 434 feet. I don't know. Again, I was listening to – I was listening to the broadcast, but I was paying attention to what David Cloninger, our good friend over at the Post and Courier, had tweeted out during the game. Because, I mean, here's a guy that has been on the beat for a long time, and he shared he shared some of the longest home runs, or the sound, I should say, the sound of the bat, right, um, in terms of some of the home runs that he's he's heard before. He said that the Christian Walker one in the Myrtle Beach Supers in 2010 is the biggest one. Grayson Griner at Mississippi State in 2013. And then he puts Petri tonight. Joey Pancake right after that against North Carolina in 2013. And those Supers for anyone that remembers that game and that home run. So pretty good company to be in. Pretty good company to be in. And it wasn't like that was a home run that, you know, it was just all for nothing. It was just a far in the wind. I mean, that was a... That was part of an offensive explosion tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to have Braswell hitting like the Braswell. We, you know, the prospect lived up to. I mean, the thing with Michael Braswell is like he came into South Carolina with so much hype, and this year in spots he's shown that he is all of that hype and more. Um, and so it was good 
my, my I tip my cap to Michael Braswell tonight for you know living up to expectations and being able to. I mean, his two his bases clearing double was huge, um, and it, it was a very 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 big win um, offensively. I'm trying to think. I mean, Ethan Petri, that ball was murdered. Like I said on foul balls on Monday, I'd mentioned. He even Petri is one of the guys I wanted to see step up, and he did in a big way tonight. Um, it's uh, everything is clicking, Mike. Like we said, um, now you just have to carry the momentum. It's easier that you're at home, you're playing at home again. Um, so all of the energy will be back, if not better than it was tonight. Um, and so I, offensively, you just you have to carry the momentum over. And again, just seeing the statistics from how the guys did at the plate, 12 different batters, 10 guys got hits. 10 different guys got hits. Absolutely incredible. Um, I, I know someone mentioned Cole Messina and just the impact he's had on this team all season long. Another big performance for him tonight. He went uh, one for four with those two RBIs. I mean, again, you look at what this team has been able to do all season more so from the beginning of the year, right? I mean, we we saw this team hit a funk because of some injuries, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, right? They're sick and tired. Of it. I get that. I understand that. But at the same time, too, you've got a little bit of the taste tonight of what this team can be when they are as healthy as one team can be at this time of the year. So, again, big win. It's not time to start frigging planning a parade down Main Street, all right? No one's doing that. But the point being is to be able to do what you did tonight. This is exactly, this is exactly what you should have hoped for offensively, defensively. I mean, it was, it was a clean game from USC. They were good. They were good. They jumped out early too, Mike. I think that's a big, no errors, errors. not hurting yourself. Yeah. I mean, they got to him. They got to him early. That was a big thing for me. Um, if And South Carolina's offense normally operates. If you can get to the pitchers early and get to the bullpen, that's when you open things up. And I think that's how South Carolina is going to go to – like that's that's the recipe to success. Get to the bullpen. Get to some of these weaker arms and then just explode. And we saw that tonight. And, I mean, shoot, Central Connecticut State, they were already going to be in a tough spot, spot heading into this tournament, right? I mean, you're the fourth seed – you have to, you know, go on a Cinderella run if you want to come out of this region, especially with some of the teams that they have to go up against. Never mind USC, but you have a experienced team at NC State. And then Campbell, who a lot of people going into this regional, I think a lot of them expected them to be the team that would come out of it if it weren't going to be USC. So I say all that because they already had their backs up against the wall. And now for the Central Connecticut State team, now the arms, I mean, shoot, we talked about it, over 200 pitches tonight. I think the total may have been close to 250, 240, something like that. 223, um, I think it was. Goodness. So I, I say that because I don't want to rule out Central Connecticut State quite yet, but back to your point, Central Connecticut State now will play Campbell tomorrow in the elimination game. I think a lot of us expect – Campbell to come out of that game victorious in the event that central Connecticut state. What's that? So that's a tough draw, right? Central or yeah. Campbell loses to NC state and then you have to go play a 44. Now they will have their race. They will have their race back on the mound in in their best hitter, which in their best, in their best hitter. So 
let's say Central Connecticut State's able to do the unthinkable. Well, now they're going to be limping to the finish line, yeah. right? If you're USC, all you're worried about is, okay, NC State, NC State. NC State right now. But you're looking at the impact it has on these other teams. So, again, is this game going to be as easy as it was tonight? I don't think any one of us is, is expecting that. If it does happen, fantastic, right? I mean, that would look like the South Carolina Gamecock team that we saw for the first couple months of the season. But I think the big thing tomorrow night is you have to go out there and you have to make sure offensively, like we mentioned earlier, you have to capitalize when you have those score that those runners in scoring position. You have to. You can't. You can't wait a couple innings to be like, all right, you know, now let's let's take advantage of it. Now let's capitalize on it. Your pitching was there tonight. Your defense was there tonight. You didn't shoot yourself in the foot. The only critique that I have about this team tonight is that they didn't take advantage early of runs. Hopefully, hopefully, now that that Band-Aid was ripped off midway through the game, because they were able to score 11 runs in the fourth inning, hopefully now this team's like, hey, this is who we've been the majority of the season. What we had the last couple months, that's not – no, no, no. This is who we are. So hopefully it will it will get them going – Right, any pressure or any type of it, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? You're you're playing on the big stage. No, go out there and just friggin' play. You did it tonight. This was you're your midweek. Your home freaking crowd for crying out loud. This was your midweek game, right? Central Connecticut State is is a team that they would schedule in the midweek. Um, so now you have your three game series essentially. Hopefully, keep it to two, but three game series ahead of you. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's a very 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 big win tonight you gotta i mean show up tomorrow bring that same energy same um momentum i mean same same energy i'm trying to think uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words honestly mike um as we probably you just want to be consistent i know I, mean, I, I do yeah you know there there's a great phrase in tv that we always talk about and i'm sure a lot of people that doesn't matter if you're in tv or whatever business that you're in I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, and I'm sure you try to apply it, or at least, you know, a supervisor, a mentor, or someone that was in the company longer than you, and they told you this. Keep it simple, stupid. So, intern Joe, the way you're going to say it is the same way the Gamecocks need to approach it tomorrow. Approach it the same way. Simple, stupid. I mean, that's what this is. Go out there. You know what you got to do. I mean, there's no friggin' rah-rah speech. There's no win-win for the Gipper. Uh, I I do think this, though. I do think this, being able to play the way that USC did tonight, okay? I don't want to waste time and and do the hypotheticals and saying, okay, what if they had lost? But if they had lost today, if they had lost tonight, now you got to come back to the ballpark tomorrow, and you're playing a little bit earlier. The feeling in the ballpark isn't the same when you lose that first game, especially if it's the Central Connecticut State. But that's not the case. And instead, you're going to be playing a night game. And I've already heard from a lot of people. I've heard from a lot of people. We've seen it on our message board in Gamecock Central. That park tonight, it was packed. There'll be even more people, though. I mean, there there was a couple seats that were probably not filled. That stadium is going to be jam-packed tomorrow. So So what I'm trying to get at is this. You needed to help yourself tonight. Because there's some people. Yes, you're hosting a regional, right? You got lucky a couple years ago during the COVID season, right? When they, when they, when South Carolina was the two seed 
and you were lucky enough to still host and you still couldn't get out of the freaking region. But that's it's different this year. You were able to host a regional. You have this fan base fired up, but there's still some people I think that are still skeptical about this team because of how things ended towards the end of the regular season. By winning in the manner in which they did tonight, the fans that are coming from Charleston, the fans that are coming from the upstate, the fans that might be even freaking down the street that were hesitant about showing up to the ballpark this weekend because they feel like, oh, the Gamecocks are going to be the Gamecocks. I understand that. And again, no one's anointing this team anything. No, it's one frigging game against Central Connecticut State. But you're going to have that support tomorrow night. People are going to be there because you're giving them a reason to say, hey, look, this is what we've done for the majority of the season over the four, first couple months of the, of, of, the, of the year. This is who we are. And I think that's why you're going to see more fans in the stands tomorrow than you would have if they had lost today. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, this home crowd has been waiting for a baseball team that they can get behind. Um, and there's nothing really like playoff baseball at, at Founders Park. It's time. I mean, this team, it, 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 you're right, Mike, it's not a fluke. It, not like it was in, in 2020, that COVID team. Um, it's this, this team is legit, so there's a lot of excitement behind this team. And, and to win like you did tonight proves that, okay, like let's go make a run at it. And so energy obviously is high. You got to win tomorrow night at any cost um, and carry momentum in the game three. Well, before we wrap up this show, we want to – hit our ads because without them shows like this aren't possible and one that you can see right at the top of our screen is our good friend clint hammond of the movement mortgage clint is the branch manager of movement mortgage you can contact clint for all of your mortgage needs by giving him a call at 803-771-6933 gc live is also supported by the tax team over at liberty tax in irma isn't that right intern joe yeah, my tax anxiety is that uncertain feeling you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. Tax team at Liberty Tax in Irma, Lexington, and Columbia will walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time. If you're in a hurry for your refund, call the tax team at Liberty Tax. Fast, accurate, and guaranteed. On the other hand, if you think you might be owing Uncle Sam, talk to Liberty Tax Team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. They'll find every possible deduction for you. Locally owned and operated staff by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open 99 on weekdays, 9 to 5 on Saturdays with multiple service options. Start through the Liberty Tax mobile app or through the desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in. Give a call to upload your tax documents. And when you walk in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Give them a call at 803-462-5576. Once again, 803-462-5576 for all of your tax needs. What you see up there again, Clint Hammond over at the Movement, or excuse me, Movement Mortgage, our good friend, our colleague, Wes Mitchell, as well as former Gamecock quarterback Perry Orth. They both use Clint, and it helped them with their purchase of a new home. A famously Garnet, we appreciate you hopping on. Crowd was packed tonight, they say. There there won't be an empty seat tomorrow. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if there's an empty seat tomorrow. Um, I I think this. Again, what South Carolina was able to do today. And you know what? Not to get too sidetracked because we're talking about baseball. I saw Dante Reno there. I saw a photo surfacing around on, on Twitter 
uh, with another prospect that USC football is going after, having environments like this for other sports, you see with basketball all the time, right? You see that you see uh, football players go to some of these games and they bring them into these uh, arenas and you're hoping for a great crowd, right? Yep. To be able to have this type of environment, and this is a big recruiting weekend for USC football, you're able to bring some of these prospects over to the baseball stadium. You don't think that helps? I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah. So, again, from a baseball standpoint, as much as it's helping this team, as much as it's helping out Kingston and the boys, you're also helping out other teams on campus, and football being a big one right now because, again, June is such an important month for recruiting for USC football. The last two June, South Carolina has landed seven commitments from each of those uh, recruiting classes. But again, getting back to the baseball side of it, to go back to what famously Garnett's talking about, the atmosphere, the atmosphere. I remember being in the crowd. I had to cover it uh, two years ago, two years ago when South Carolina hosted the regional, the hosted regional that uh, they got fortunate to host because they were the two seed, but because of the COVID rules that year, everything kind of moved around and USC lucked out. The atmosphere was great. Now, that was coming off the tail end of the COVID restrictions being loosened. So I say that because while the atmosphere was great then, now that you're removed from that, Right, you're removed from that. We're a couple years since COVID is, you know, is has been in our lives and all that. I say that because I expect this crowd to be absolutely bananas tomorrow. Absolutely bananas. It's gonna be nuts, Mike. Nobody really does baseball like South Carolina. Um, I I I haven't seen anything close to it. Um, it it's it's really obviously Mississippi State's got something going, but Founders Park. Is what it's it's a go to it's a destination in college baseball and obviously like FG said, it's going to be packed and I doubt there's going to be a whole lot of NC State fans there if <laughs> if I'm guessing. I will uh, say I, I wasn't at the first game, so I you know if there were some fans who were today and you're watching the show, feel free to comment. But it seemed like Campbell traveled pretty well. It seemed like Campbell traveled pretty well. Um, but look, this is, this is the advantage when you're hosting a regional, right? And to be able to play Saturday night, weather should be good. You need to be able to make a difference out there tomorrow night. You need to be able to take advantage of being on your home field. And that's a place, especially at the beginning of the season that South Carolina was nearly unbeatable at, and you need to be able to find that like they did tonight find what you did at the beginning of the year and to be able to bottle that and have that happen again tomorrow and do that on Sunday as well. Now, looking ahead, looking ahead, intern Joe, yep. NC State tomorrow, NC State tomorrow. If USC wins, they're in the driver's seat. They go into Sunday. You have to beat them now twice. Whoever that team is, Team X, you have to beat South Carolina twice. If USC loses tomorrow, now you're going to have to play two games on Sunday. And when we're talking about the potentially three, I mean, shoot, two games, I'm, I'm losing my mind here with the, with the, with the numbers here. Um, you're going to have, you're going to have to play multiple games. So I say all that because you don't want to put yourself in that situation. 
just don't put yourself in that situation, right? Um, if they if they were to win, if they were to win two games on Sunday, you know, they'd have to play. I'm going through the uh, the bracket right now for everybody. Um, that game seven would be on Monday, and I say game seven because that's what they call it. it would be game three of the like total. Yes, yeah. they call it game seven of the regional. Um, I want to pull this up, though, just to be able to have the exact times for you guys going through all of the – here we go. Yeah, game seven, if need, would be on Monday. Um, If South Carolina wins, though – and, again, South Carolina, the beauty tomorrow. Again, night game, but you're playing at 6-2. I love that. That's if there's not a marathon game beforehand with with Campbell and Central Connecticut State. But – this is an NC State team. Like I said, they have experience. They have experience. This was a team that two years ago, they were one game away, and they didn't even get to play in it. They were one game away from playing in a college World Series championship series. They didn't get that because of the COVID protocol rules that they had in place in 2021, and they weren't able to play. It was a non-contest. No contest against Vandy in that second game. So I say that because you have experience on this team. You have experience on this North Carolina State team, a team that I'm sure for those seniors on the team that remember in the upperclassmen, if they have any super seniors and all that, juniors, they're still pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. They're still pissed off about it. So you're going up against an experienced bunch. This is a team that – you know, if USC is able to find a way to carry that momentum that they created from the fourth inning on, I know they scored a couple of runs in that third inning, but, you know, specifically, you know, talking about that fourth inning when they scored 11, if they're able to find that momentum early in tomorrow's game, this is not a team that you can take the pedal off the gas. This is not a team that you can just say, all right, hey, we got four runs. Whatever the case may be, you go up big early, you can't do that. I mean, look what happened today. Look what happened today. NC State went up early on Campbell, early. And Campbell kept fighting their way back. They had their opportunities late in the game to be able to turn that thing around. Now, NC State eventually, you know, they put the game to rest. But I say that because this is an NC State team that is capable of scoring at any time. And it will not be, and I don't think anyone's expecting it to be, it will not be anything like we saw tonight. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this NC State team is out for blood, like you said, Mike. Um, Just a quick rundown on NC State, courtesy of our good friend Jack Veltri. Um, He did all the research for our show Monday night, so kind of give you a little bit of a refresher, but their RPI number 23 18 and 19 versus the RPI top 100. Um, one of the last four in, I think that's you know also another big thing. They've got a lot of pop at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy, so their leaders have 12 home runs, 11 and 10 home runs, 41 RBIs. Um, and then they have two guys tied at the top 48. Those guys all played well tonight as well. So I, I think NC State's going to be a worthy opponent. And I think, this game is proof to see what kind of South Carolina baseball team you really have in the playoffs. Um, obviously, the offense has shown up. So 
um, tonight. So I, I think it's 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 a matter of who shows up tomorrow. Really, is going to be the barometer of what kind of team you get for this postseason. Is it going to be close? Is it going to be another blowout? I think everything's on the table for this baseball team versus for from what we've seen this season, Mike. Um, I, I think there's a chance they could blow them out. I think there's also a chance they could get blown out just with everything um, this season has brought us. So I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I was assume South Carolina is going to take it, but I think it'll be a little bit closer than people think. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good one. And look, with South Carolina – I, I'm not expecting anything in stone with this team. I'm just not. You know, what we saw from this team tonight, I would not be shocked to see them come out there and replicate it. Uh, but at the same time, too, I would not be shocked to see this team go out there and lay an egg and only score maybe one or two runs, you know, in, in a game that you need a little bit more offense. So I, I say that because while tonight was great, well, tonight was everything that you had hoped for, that you had hoped for from this team, offensively, defensively, no errors in the field. Pitching, you need to be able to replicate it again tomorrow. Because if we're sitting here tomorrow night when we do this post-game show, Intern Joe, mm-hmm. and this South Carolina team loses, and now we're sitting here on a Saturday night with what could be a, you know, a depleted bullpen, and now we're now we have to start asking the what ifs and what they need to do in order to get back to a position to be able to you know turn the ship around. We don't want we we don't want to be sitting here tomorrow night doing that. No. We don't. So again, you have home court. Right? I say home court. I'm still home thinking field, the basketball. Same thing. You have you have home field advantage. Okay, you have a bullpen that is as as healthy and as deep as it could be after the first game, as you could have hoped for, you need to be able to take advantage of tomorrow night. You can't let this one slip. You let this one slip, you know, that's on you. And again, like we've talked about before, there's a lot at stake here, right? I mean, we're talking about potentially jobs and, you know, there's a lot on the line here for this team. And I'm looking, I'm looking at NC State Real quickly. And NC State today, they also didn't have to go to their bullpen that much. There's three pitchers used, two from the pen today. Two from the pen. Their starter went four and one-thirds inning. So I say that I say that because for USC, again, you're gonna get you're gonna get some of their best too. You know, this is a team that has some has some depth at their bullpen right now. They're not as banged up after the the job that you put on Central Connecticut State tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, as we wrap things up, just a reminder, South Carolina will play the second game of the day tomorrow. They will not play that first game. Intern Joe, my laptop might be crashing on me. Yeah, a little bit. Sign us off, Intern Joe. All right, everybody. Mike is having a little bit of technical difficulties, so that is it here from us here at GC Live post game show. We will be back tomorrow, um, pending a Gamecocks win against NC State. 
join us as soon as the last out drops happens. We'll be here. Um, so live immediately following that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.